Good evening from Largo, Florida. I'm Scott. I'm Avram. And we are here with episode 512 of F5 Live, Refreshing Technology, uh, for November 4th, 2018. This show is a proud part of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. This week, Apple is expressing multiple personalities, Nintendo is expressing their love for the 3DS, and Netflix is showing some love for movie theaters. Wherever you are and however you're accessing our show, whether it be on social media, Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Google Plus for now, uh, or on any of the podcatchers and syndication on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, the Podcast Play app in the Windows Store, the myriad of other podcatchers like TuneIn Radio, Spotify, and Stitcher um, on what? There's one more. Oh, live stream. Wow, I don't know how I missed live stream on any of our live stream platforms, such as livestream.com, Twitcher, Twitch, Mixer, Twitcher? That's something else. Uh, Periscope, YouTube Live, and Facebook Live, or of course on our apps, pluggitslive.com slash apps. Thank you for making us a part of your day. Like I said, this here is F5 Live, the flagship show on the Plugins Live family of content. We are live normally some nights at 9 p.m. Eastern. Next week will be a little different. Uh, and uh, there are two ways to join us. The first is live while we're live by going to f5live.tv slash join us. And there you can chat with us in the studio. Tonight, it looks like the best way to do that will be on Mixer, Twitch, or on YouTube. Um, what we like is Avery and I like to hear what you have to say about the topics as we talk about them. So please give us your feedback. Uh, we always appreciate it. Uh, if you can't join us live, that's okay. You can always subscribe at pluckitslive.com slash subscribe. There you'll see this show and all of our others as well, such as uh, The Pilch Point, where we'll be talking about SSDs in a little while, uh, our special events feed, and uh, first looks, and a number of others. With that, Abram, how was your week? Not bad. Not bad. Pretty decent. Uh, always wish I would have accomplished more, but uh, but pretty decent. I had a great Halloween. Love Halloween. Yes. So that's good. And uh, the the family had fun for Halloween. Oh yeah. I I really wish you could have Halloween like twice a year. Couldn't we do it sort of like, you know, like one of those trade shows where they have the fall and the spring or something <laughs> like that. You know, like once a year is not enough. Not enough Halloween. Yeah, but it, isn't that what uh, what conventions are for to uh, to supplement like Comic Con and things like that? Isn't that to supplement that uh? This is true, but there's other things that are cool about Halloween besides seeing people in costume. Fair which, enough. Which you know, to be fair, the co- Halloween costumes that kids wear are not as good as like that that families wear when they're going trick or treating is are not at the level that you'll see if you go to a geeky convention. I mean, that's true. Every now you will see some people who really who've gone all out, but honestly in my neighborhood most people have store-bought stuff. That's that's good. But, but it's and the ex- we appreciate. But it's the excitement. It's the excitement of the kids getting to dress up. Yeah. That Exactly. Yeah. So you don't get that at you don't get that at the show. So sure. you don't get that the at the you know, you don't get that. Yeah. But the so if it's costumes you're after, yes, there are other places <laughs> to get that and, and better. But like, you know, for uh, my family, it's something that, you know, like we all enjoy. And it's probably one of the only times of the year, sad to say, that we go and we go out into our neighborhood and like meet neighbors 
huh. and things like that because people, you know, yeah, people are doing are doing trick or treat um, that we wouldn't, you know, normally be going by all these houses talking to people. So it's uh, so in that respect, it's um, it's a community uh, thing like no other. Yeah, anyway. for sure. Because you know that's kind of a thing that's fallen out of out of the uh, culture is like just going over and hanging out with the neighbors. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, we're not hanging out a lot either, but uh, even on Halloween, but you know, it's like we go by, there's a street near my house where they like every, my street isn't as big on it, but there's a street near my house where it's like people come from all over town to go to the street for trick or treating. It's got like a reputation and the police come and like close it off and stuff so that like, because it just gets overcrowded with kids and families or whatever. Wow. And there are people, people on that block who do really awesome. Like, you know, some of the people on the block are like, oh, man, I don't want to. I just moved here. I don't want to participate in this. But there are other people who, like, really go all out with their really go all out with their displays. OK. Uh, like we have one family that had a um, their whole yard was like a creepy um, Wizard of Oz theme. So like they had a giant animatronic witch and they had like looked like stuff was blown over by a tornado and all the members of the family dressed up as different characters from the movie. Okay. The grandpa was sitting there looking like the Munchkin King, Munchkin mayor or whatever. And like, wow. So it was, uh, it was, um, you know, like I I appreciate uh, when people go all out like that. Sure. That's crazy. Well, I I didn't even get a single knock on my door. Mm, yeah, it's it's that's year two for that for me. It depends. It depends where you live. Like where my parents live now, then nobody ever comes. Makes know. me sad because I like the costumes. Yeah. Oh well. Um, speaking of costumes, next weekend is uh, Anime EY in uh, Fort Lauderdale. So if you're in florida and you want to come join us you should definitely should uh and the 3000 brigade will be doing the newest show at uh at ey and uh we'll be hosting a number of panels i will also be hosting um at least one that i know of for sure and uh we will be doing a new episode from what i understand we'll be doing a new episode of uh uh the detective toad uh, radio play, which is always fun to do, so you'll be hearing that in the near future. And to, uh, to subscribe to that, you can go to 3000brigade.com slash podcast and uh, subscribe over there. And the, the, the first couple have been really funny. I can't imagine that this is going to be any different. Uh, so that's if you can't join us, but if you can, definitely come. Anime EY is always a lot of fun, but what that means is uh, that next week, the show will be from EY, which means it'll be a 3000 Brigade show and not a regular F5 Live. So uh, figured we'd warn people up front, don't expect a normal show next week. Anyway, with that, let's get to some news, Avram. Yes. This week's Nifty Gifty is an F5 Live. It's proudly powered by the Microsoft Store. Whether you're looking for a new Surface, a Pro, a laptop, a Surface Book, 
or uh, one of the Surface Studios, which I love, or you're looking for an Xbox, an Xbox One S, One X, or any number of other products, uh, Bluetooth speakers from uh, JBL and Soundstream, or you're looking for games, software, Samsung phones, uh, VR glasses, Microsoft has them all, and you can find out uh, what deals they have by going to f5live.tv slash Microsoft. Speaking of Microsoft, let's talk about Apple. Ah, <laughs> oh, that transition never doesn't make me <laughs> giggle. Um, so obviously this week was uh, what is becoming one of several Apple days throughout the year. Uh, we used to kind of have one Apple day and now we get three or four. Uh, this particular one was mostly surrounding uh, computers and tablets. We're going to go ahead and just kind of skip over the computers and talk uh, specifically about the update to the iPad Pro because Apple did something that everybody hoped they would do and nobody thought that they would do. And that was remove the lightning connector on the iPad Pro and go USB-C, which means that Apple has joined the rest of the industry in implementing a standard connector. Hooray! But not on their phones. No, not on their phones. The The divisions don't interact with each other. So, you know, iPad Pro versus iPad versus iPhone, they don't really interact back and forth. So it's possible that the iPad got started after it was too late for the iPhone to do it. They may have made the decision too late. We may see it in the future. We may not. But here's the thing. <laughs> Although the iPad Pro has USB-C on it, you cannot hook up external storage. Well, that's really a software limitation, uh -huh. right? Because yeah. they've never... they. I don't think... Well, I remember seeing, although I've never tried them, uh, USB uh, USB drives that would have like a lightning yep. connector on them. I've got one. So if that works, why wouldn't Type-C work? It's a fair question. And uh, there's always the possibility, because I think technically um, lightning isn't supposed to be able to allow third-party storage either. Um so it's possible that somebody will find a way around it, which is, I believe, why I have got an SD card reader that connects to to the lightning port uh, sitting on my desk in the office. Uh, but officially, they are not supporting external storage. I do know that Apple does have some external storage partners uh, on lightning. Um, it might just be Apple branded things. I don't remember. But I do know that, like, they have, they may not currently, but at, some, at one point, you know, they did support the idea. They may not now. I don't know. It's kind of strange. Uh, yeah, I mean, one thing that's interesting is can't you, can't you dock this, this uh, iPad, the new iPad Pro? Yes. So that's, that's interesting. Uh -huh. I'm kind of, I'm kind I mean... I heard that they demonstrated they demonstrated some docking capabilities. I'd be curious to see if it works with a standard display link dock. Mm -hmm. um, 
So, um, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see if, uh, Oh, like a company like OWC, right? Otherworld Computing, which I don't think they actually go by that name anymore. I think it's just the letters now. Um, you know, they are very Mac e. Like the majority of their products are very Apple focused, right down to their storage. Um, and I know they have a partnership with Apple. It would be interesting to see if, like, if their docs work versus what maybe uh who knows doc you know what i mean <laughs> like would a logitech doc work i don't know what uh would an owc doc work it's certainly more likely you know to have more capabilities that way yeah i mean it's just interesting to me because right so a lot of docs that use display link technology which is the leading unless you're doing sort of usb alt mode which some of the newer ones do if you have Windows, Mac, Android, Ubuntu, or, or actually or other Linuxes, or a Chromebook, you can use you can use one of these docs, and yeah. it doesn't have to be made for Mac. Right. You know, I have one on my. I'm using one right now with my with my PC laptop. Mm-hmm. So, so you know, and the one I have here is a Type C. So yeah. I, you know, it, it makes me wonder whether. Um, I mean, you would need to have support software to support it or the operating system to support it. But I right. know that they are talking about you being I know that they demonstrated some docking. So I think that's interesting also for sure. But what's most interesting about this is what does it say about the future of the lightning port? Right. It says that Apple's going to embrace a, a standard, which to Apple's credit, I'm going to give them some credit here. Mm-hmm. They were among the first to embrace Type C charging yeah. when they put it on the MacBook 12 inch. Yeah. And they followed through with that with all of their uh, with all of their notebooks, mm-hmm. uh, including um, although I don't I don't know you can you can you even do it with the um, with the Pro because I think the Pro it's got it's got it needs more than 100 watts so. I don't know. Anyway, they followed through with it. Right. And it, on everything now except for the phone. Right. Now, it, yeah. it's we're, a pretty big deal. We're officially we're officially at that point where the not I I don't remember if the rest of the iPads went C or if it was just the Pro. Um, but you know, we have in the grand scheme of their product line, very few SKUs, active SKUs left that are not C. Yeah. So, but with the phone, it would be a really big deal, not only because they would be, mm-hmm. you know, giving up on their, which obviously if they think lightning is good enough, USB-C is good enough for the pro, then they probably think it's good enough for the phone. But right. what, what, but then again, the, uh, the carnage for People who have bought all these docks and accessories uh-huh. that are lightning. Well, I mean, uh, I mean, we we remember when when they went from the the thirty two to the lightning. That yeah. was a like that was a loud transition. I mean, just go to a hotel and you see they have all these. You know, uh-huh. when I go to hotels in the last couple of years, they'll have these like bedside clock docks and. Yep. You know, as they're in, always as lightning. 
um, Android as an Android user, I ignore them. Sure. But, but I'm always thinking like they invested in this technology that won't be forever. Uh huh. Because yep. because um, Apple has shown in the past that they are willing to take an active, successful product line and change its connector. The the iPod the iPod went from FireWire to the 32. The phone and iPad started at the 32 and went to Lightning. And the MacBooks have gone from the Mag Connect to C for charging. So they have shown they will throw out the past. <laughs> so Well, listen. So, you know, like you said, you look in the hotel and you go, this won't last. <laughs> now, I give them credit. Microsoft was unwilling to do the same thing. You know, Microsoft did not switch to type C on their new Surface Pro 6. Yep. And they did not switch to type C on their new Surface laptop. Um, so preferring instead to go with their just to stick with their proprietary connector. Yep. So now Apple is in 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 fairness over there. I know that the Surface book would be a challenge for them to change because the same connector that's on the side is the one that connects the screen to the computer. So that would give you two different chargers, but yeah, on the, on the pro and the, the laptop, it should have been transitioned for sure. But wait, the surface book does have type C on it. Does it charge on C though? I think I, mm, I'm not sure. I don't know that it can uh certain probably almost certainly not the 15 inch one. Okay. Uh I don't know the 13 inch one. Yeah, maybe it doesn't. I know that the Surface Go has it. Ha, will charge over Type C. Over C. Okay. Yeah. The Go will, but it's not the default. You know, but that, you can you can do it. That might also be the case with the Surface Book. They might offer both charging, because because the screen charges through the same port that the <laughs> that the laptop charges on. So that way you can yeah. charge the screen solo. And I know that because there's one in front of me <laughs> and I only discovered that you could charge the screen solo way too recently. It's a little embarrassing to be honest. <laughs> Kept thinking, wouldn't it be great if I could charge this by itself? Oh damn. That's the same connector down there. Oh, anyway. Um, so yeah, that's, it's an interesting development. Um, like you said, Apple, you know, joined USB-C pretty early on with their laptops. We've seen at least one of their uh, tablets go that way. We might see, you know, the next generation of other devices or maybe two generations. They might test it out on the Pro for a little while. But we might actually see Lightning get retired, which... You know, there's not a whole lot that would be lost. There's the the annoyance that, you know, those plugs stop working, right? <laughs> but, you know, the things that Lightning can do, you know, uh, digital direct audio. Well, that's that's nothing special. Android and Windows Phone had that for years. Apple has embraced it hard by removing the headphone jack. But, <laughs> you know, it's there's nothing particularly special there. You can do that over C as well. So... You know, there's there's not a whole lot to be lost there, except, you know, the annoyance of <laughs> people with lots of accessories. 
My guess is there will be adapters, though. There were last time. This week's Pilch Point with Avram Pilch is proudly powered by Newegg. Whether you're looking to uh, build a new computer or upgrade an existing one, Newegg has all of the pieces that you need from uh, RAM and power supplies to hard drives, SSDs, and a whole lot more. And they offer daily deals. Uh, in fact, today's daily deal is a three terabyte external hard drive for uh, 99 bucks from Toshiba. That's I've used that drive. It's not a bad one. And uh, it's a pretty good price for it. Uh, but the deals change every day and it's not necessarily always uh, computer parts. Sometimes they surprise us and put a, a mini fridge or whatever the thing was last week that surprised me. Um, so to find out what deals they have and to browse the entire catalog, you can go to pilchpoint.live slash newegg. So, on the hard drive <laughs> topic, Avram, we've got some stuff to talk about. Yes, don't buy hard drive. Um, Fair enough. No, I mean, it's fine to buy a hard, hard drive for backup, um, for an external hard drive for backup. But um, we've been talking for years, I've been talking for years, evangelizing for years about SSDs. At this point... I think actually it started, you know, even on inexpensive computers, we're seeing a lot of SSDs. But of course, the big um, drawback for a lot of people is wow, it still costs quite a bit to get a reasonably sized SSD. Perhaps not for much longer. Prices are dropping dramatically. And according to some reports, um, according to some reports, we're going to see. SSD prices dropped by even maybe 50% more in 2019. Wow. Now, this is in a marketplace where we're also expecting the prices of... Now, I don't know if this is really priced in, but we're also expecting the prices of a lot of uh, components to go up uh, this month and again in January uh, because of the... In the United States, anyway, because of the effect of, of tariffs on... Um, on imports of things that were built in China, which a lot of things, a lot of components are, but, um, but, uh, you don't have to wait till 2019. Uh, this month, obviously we're in the full swing of holiday shopping season, black Friday time, time frame, And we're going to see, um, and we're going to see some incredible deals. Um, so, my colleague Matt Safford uh, wrote a great article that we have on the homepage of Tom'sHardware.com right now, called "How to Tell an SSA, SSD Deal from a Solid State Dud." So, uh, you know, it's important to know when you're shopping for anything. When you see that something is on sale, that doesn't mean that it is the best price that you can get, or the best, or that it is a particularly good good price relative to what it usually goes for. A lot of companies uh, put things on on sale, and then the sale price is actually worse than the regular price. Or what one company's sale price is it just makes it have parity with another company's another mm -hmm. uh, another uh, site's um, you know day. regular price, yeah. everyday price. Um, so anyway, 
here's a few tips to keep in mind. First of all, you want to look at the um, the price history of the price history of the drive that you think if you see a drive you think it might be a great deal on sale. It's good to look at the price history. Now, how do you see the price history? If something is on, um, there is a, there are a number of price trackers uh, that are out there. A really good one is Camel, Camel, Camel. Now, Camel, Camel, Camel.com tracks the price on Amazon. They don't track the price everywhere, but if you can see what the lowest price on Amazon is, ever was even if your deal is on another site you know whether you're getting a particularly a particularly good deal also uh pc part picker has uh, has a pretty impressive uh, price tracker that cuts across a few different brand a few different retailers um the other thing is uh is that uh we really recommend that you get name brand ssds now, one person's name brand maybe isn't another person's name brand, but uh, looking at we, you know, my colleagues and I spent some time hanging out in uh, Amazon and Newegg looking at like what the cheapest drives are right now. And there's some very bizarre brand names that they, their drives might might be fine, but if you haven't heard of this company and they're not well known, what if you have a problem and they may not exactly be a big company to get good service from? So like... There are, here's a few brand names, and let's see, Scott, have you heard of Dogfish? Sadly, yes. Nemex? No. Shark? No, but it sounds like it would be a, a fast drive. Yeah, right, because wasn't there a Seagate shark or something? But this is this is just shark. There, there was the Barracuda. Oh, Barracuda, I'm sorry. <laughs> Getting my, I'm getting my deadly fish, <laughs> my deadly fish storage uh, mixed up. Uh, not to be confused with the raptor. Anyway, so, um, so, right. So, the price difference. If you see a, you know, look, maybe dogfish is great, but I personally would not get one because I just, the price difference between getting a dogfish and let's say getting a SanDisk or a Samsung. Um, drive or another reputable brand like crucial or micron or mm -hmm. one of those is probably not much um you know there i mean there are a lot of brands out there that we've heard of that are that are pretty decent i mean there's it's not just samsung and intel and, and sandisk and crucial but right because um, you know occ is a is a brand name that the average consumer may not recognize but you know, a, a PC loyalist knows that they make some of the yeah. best, you know, fast RAM on the market. So they already know about solid state memory. So there are there are some names that you may not recognize, but are big names. Yeah, exa exactly. There's a lot of there's a lot of different brands out there. A data, Kingston, mm -hmm. Patriot, Gig Gigabyte has SSDs yeah. now. Um, uh, but but anyway, so. You just want to, you know, make sure that you're getting a name brand. The other thing is, at this point in the history of SSDs, it simply doesn't pay for you to get like a 128 gigabyte drive. Right. You can already get a 128 gigabyte drive for like under 30 bucks. Mm -hmm. 
Now that's great. That that feels great for those of us who remember people paying like a thousand dollars for a sixty-four gigabyte drive a few years ago. Yes. But one twenty-eight, honestly, it's not enough. Uh, Two fifty-six, frankly, is you can live with it. But uh, given the prices that these things are getting to now, you should probably get at least a five hundred gig drive. I mean, yeah. right now, without big sales, you can get a five hundred gig, very name brand drive for eighty five or eighty dollars. We think that by you know the Black Friday week, you may see drives from major manufacturers like Samsung down there at like seventy five or seventy dollars for the five twelve. But what but what you really what will really be exciting for people because, you know, a lot of people already have these capacities is can you step up to one terabyte or two terabytes? Mm -hmm. And I think, I think you may very well see a one terabyte drive for, for a hundred bucks, uh, this, this black Friday season. I mean, you can't right now. I think that Lois is like 125 or 150. Um, but you know, that's something I wouldn't be surprised to see. Um, finally, and this is really important, maybe this should be number one is know which type of SSD you need. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, uh, you, if you have a pre-built laptop or a pre-built desktop, you want to, and you don't know what type of SSD you need now by type, I mean, there's, there's, there's basically three types of, of connection for an SSD. There is an, a 2.5 inch SSD uh, which uh, is the same size as a regular hard drive that it may have replaced. Um, and uh, a lot of laptops have those. But anything that's a little newer uses the M2 size, which is basically a stick uh, much look that looks a lot like a stick of RAM. Uh -huh. uh, and that's a completely different slot. And then if you have a desktop, you can get an add-in card that goes into one of your PCIe slots. But... Um, primarily the one, you know, you'll be choosing between an M2 and a 2.5 inch, particularly if you have a pre-built computer. Uh, so the way to find out is, uh, obviously reading your service manual would help. Uh, another thing that way to find out is if you go to crucial.com, uh, that they have a memory picker there that will tell you exactly what it has like every single computer on there, even brand spanking new ones. And you can see exactly uh, what it has and whether it's replaceable or not. So, um, so that would, that's a good way to know whether you need an M2 or, or a 2.5 inch. And then finally, if you have an M2 slot, uh, there's a good chance that your computer supports an NVMe drive. Uh, NVMe, Amongst M2 size, there's NVMe and then there's regular SATA. Uh, most, uh, most of the time, if you have an M2 slot, it will support NVMe. Why do you want NVMe? It's three times as fast. That's why. So if you, if you can, the best type of drive to get, if you, can, if you have an M2 slot uh, or if you have a choice of M2 or 2.5, is to get an M2 and, and NVMe. Or if you've got lots of money and you've got a, uh, a desktop, uh, you can get an add-in card such as the Intel Optane SSD 905P, which is the fastest SSD on the market. Um, but, um, you know, the key thing is know what you need, buy name brand stuff, and keep track of the price history. 
And, uh, you know, this month you should be able to find, I'm going to say you'll probably be able to find a name, name brand, uh, name brand 512 or 500 gig drive for 75 or 70 bucks. You'll, uh, on sale soon enough. And you'll probably be able to find a one terabyte for around a hundred bucks soon enough. That hearing that sentence out loud sounds insane to those of us who have been following it for a long time. You know what I mean? Cause like you said, I remember, you know, a, a fairly small drive being four digits not that long ago. So, you know, that's great. That that's great. This, this is one of the few areas in life where there actually has been progress in my lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, there, they, they, powerful technology does keep getting cheaper. What was expensive stuff a few years ago is cheap now and commonplace. And, um, you know, what was considered a big deal is a small deal now. I mean, the, uh, you know, getting back to my Raspberry Pi hobby, you know, like you can get a Raspberry Pi Zero W for $5, right? Yeah. That, by today's standards, it's it's a single core computer. It's not very fast, uh, but it has Wi-Fi and it can run a windowed operating system. Mm-hmm. That means that it is infinitely better than say a top top of the line $3000 computer from 1992 true or even 1995 let's say it's it, it is infinitely better than a $5 computer today is you would have you would have um, you know paid $10,000 for it uh, you would have not been able to get it, uh, like, you know, 20, 20, 20, 22 years ago. So, yeah, for sure. I know we talked long ago that, uh, that we had somebody on the show who, uh, had bought a, was it a 64, 32 megabyte? SD card for his SanDisk Sansa MP3 player for like 219 bucks because <laughs> it like tripled the amount of storage that the thing had. <laughs> Listen, we've all been we've all been there. Absolutely. T- tomorrow it'll be not tomorrow. Today's one terabyte SSD will be nothing. Uh-huh. It, I mean, we're all just we know we know this we know this now. Yeah, but absolutely. you also know that when you're an early adopter, you got to pay to to get. The, sometimes you got to pay to to get the use of the things that you need because your life isn't forever. So you can't. So what you pay for when you're paying for stuff uh, is you pay for the time that you have with it. You know, and so if, you know, if you knew, if I told you now that like, you know, five years from now, you'll be able to get a, you know, a much better VR headset than the HTC Vive for 200 bucks with that. But you want to use, you want to play VR games, Mm -hmm. you know, that shouldn't stop you from getting it today. Yeah, for sure. Um, It's just, you know. Things get downcycled, right? We've talked about that before. I've got a 
a formerly fourteen hundred dollar uh, original F- Surface Pro sitting over here. That's what powers the chat room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And my SSD experience is early on. I bought a a, a drive. I spent some money on it as my uh, as my system drive for uh, my main editing computer. And today that drive serves as the Adobe scratch disc. <laughs> At least you're still using it. Indeed. But it has definitely been downcycled in its, <laughs> in its life purpose. But anyway, uh, you said that the, the full list is available now. Yes, yeah, so check out uh, the homepage of tomshardware.com and you can see our article on how to tell an SSD deal from an SSD dud. And we also have our artic- an article about how to do the same with graphics cards. Ooh. Wow. That's a... Obviously, that's a complicated area of, yes. of, of conversation. Yeah. Graphics yes, cards we- are all kinds of bizarre. Yes, we could talk about that for a long time, yeah, but sure. uh, <laughs> there w- there are deals and probably will be deals for a while on older graphics cards. Obviously, there's no deals on the the new uh, the new Nvidia cards. Fair enough. <laughs> well, obviously, always appreciate uh, hearing those those buying guides because they, you know, even being in the industry, sometimes, you know, hearing that stuff is is very helpful. So. As always, Abram, thank you for that. This week's Extra Life on F5 Live is... Proudly powered by Razer, all the accessories you need to up your game, whether it be on PC or on console. Um, whether you're looking for a new mouse, like the Razer Mamba Tournament Edition, which is currently on sale for uh, 27 bu- bucks off, uh, which is a crazy good deal, uh, or you're looking for uh, a new keyboard, the uh, the Razer Huntsman, for example. Or you're looking for headsets, the Kraken headsets. Uh, there are deals on many of these products. And uh, you can find out all of the deals, including today's daily deal, by going to f5live.tv slash razor. We are going to use the Huntsman in our ultimate RGB build that we are working on nice. this month at Tom's Hardware. Just just throwing, throwing that out there because nice. it is the o- only... Uh, and, and if anyone's in the chat room, we're still looking for ideas for parts that, you know, other people recommend for ultimate RGB battle station, but we are putting together an ultimate RGB battle station. That is not only a computer that we're building with a slew of RG with every RG possible RGB component, but all the peripherals, uh, around that, including hopefully the desk and the chair. Awesome. So I see we have some some uh, action in the chat room. So uh, if you have ideas for parts that fit the uh, the RGB ultimate build, uh, let us know what those parts are, things that you recommend to uh, to build this PC. But 
let's talk about Nintendo. Obviously, we know that Nintendo is all about the Switch right now. It is uh, one of their uh, faster-selling consoles, and uh, it hit a milestone recently that was, I think, their second or... Yeah, I think the second fastest they've ever gotten to 6 million consoles or something like that. Uh, But, as it turns out, Nintendo has not forgotten about... Uh, their other hardware, including the 3DS family of products, um, on their uh, earnings call for this this quarter, they said that they sold a ridiculous number of 3DS uh, systems, uh, a, a million units in uh, in this quarter alone of the 3DS family, which is second only to the I don't remember what it was now. I think I saw that it was the uh the original Game Boy, maybe the original Wii that was had sold 2 million in its in this same quarter 8 years into its its existence. Um but other than that, it's it's one of their best-selling long-running consoles, and they have said that they are going to stay committed to the hardware because clearly uh, gamers like it. And it's hard to argue with that. The 2DS currently sells for 50% of what the Switch does, which makes it a really great affordable way to get into you know, Nintendo portable hardware. And there are whole game franchises that are still available on the 3DS that are still not available to the Switch. They're trying to rectify Pokemon. It's coming soon, but you know, there's still no Pokemon on the Switch. And so if you want if you want portability and not uh go, then the 3DS is the way to go. Uh what what do you think, Abram? 8 years into this hardware and they're still selling a a million units a quarter. Then I guess they should keep doing it. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's obviously there's a desire for small handheld game systems. Uh, people want them. I know people who still play it. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, Nintendo is a company that defies um, the rule that new technology or having the best technology wins. Nintendo wins based on their IP. Yeah. Based on the user experience, based on people's immersion in the Mario, uh, Zelda, you know, world. So Mario, Zelda, Pokemon triad. That's (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Right. So, so they win because of that. And so they're going to, so people want, uh, want that experience. They don't want, don't necessarily need to have the, you know, to have the latest technology to sure. do it. Um, you know, look, it's amazing to me uh, how my son can get excited about games that are really, really old. Uh-huh. Even when he's seen new ones. Right. Like, even when he's seen newer games. Like, man, he loves, for example, he loves old arcade games. Like, if I were him, I would probably be like, the heck i can go on a playstation and play something with like really good graphics 
and you're showing me and you're showing me Dig Dug and Galaga, but like, <laughs> but he he likes them. He likes them a lot. So like, you know, I guess the quality of a good game, you just can't, you know, it beats. Uh, yeah, sometimes beats the having the latest gra- the best graphics for sure. Uh, like for me, my favorite Final Fantasies are the older ones when they focused on story and not on graphics because they didn't have an ability to focus on graphics. It wasn't it wasn't what made a game. They had to focus on story. So I I personally prefer the significantly older Final Fantasies to the uh, to the more modern ones. Uh, so yeah, I I think I think a good game with a good like feel to it can be long standing, and I think Nintendo is proving that both with this and with their their slew of retro con- uh, consoles that they've been putting out, the minis. You know, the idea that people went out and spent that that much money on a uh, on essentially an NES couldn't play external cartridges i i mean i understand most people don't have four of them <laughs> in working order like i do but that you know the the idea that so many people were excited to play really old games i nintendo understands people better than anybody i think <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i I'm glad, as somebody who keeps a 3DS charged in his office, um, I am glad that they're going to stay committed to it. So, uh, so thank you, Nintendo. This week's news from the tubes and F5 Live is probably powered by Rift Tracks, Make Fun of Movies, or... Let these guys do it for you. Mike Nelson, Bill Corbett, and Kevin Murphy, the former stars of Mystery Science Theater 3000, are back and doing what they do best, making uh, great commentaries for Hollywood blockbusters and B-movie oddities like Trucker's Woman. Couldn't even begin to guess what that one could be about. The way it usually works is for a couple of dollars, you download the MP3, play it along with your DVD, Netflix, Amazon, or wherever trucker's woman could possibly exist and laugh uh they also do short films um you know industry films like how important springs are and uh also those educational films you saw in school uh they make fun of those as well and to find out the short films and the feature films that are available you can go to f5live.tv slash riff tracks with an x all right so this is an interesting topic um, for a number of reasons. Uh, this week, um, and something interesting happened at Google where as many as, uh, I think I read as many as 10,000, 9 or 10,000 of their employees walked out, um, employees and contractors, to be fair, uh, walked out of the job because of uh, information regarding a number of fairly high-ranking former executives who were quietly escorted out of the company and given severage packages over the last decade um, after credible uh, 
sexual harassment claims were made against them. Uh, and employees and contractors believe that Google mishandled uh, all of it. Which seems like a, a fairly reasonable uh, assertion. And so employees got together at, I believe I saw uh, 50 different Google campuses across the globe to discuss uh, their personal experiences uh, within the organization. Now, why is this important? Well, because this is coming out of a Silicon Valley company who has always preached very progressive, open, loving policies and has apparently never lived up to them. Uh, at least on this particular topic, which made the employees feel disconnected from the reality they thought they were in. And it has caused other organizations within the tech world to examine their own behavior, which I think is really the big part of this topic. What do you think, Avram? I know, I know we know of one particular company who has a very interesting corporate culture. Um, they're, they're like the party animals at CES. Uh, but, you know, it, it's kind of something that has kind of long been known to be part of the tech world is this weird dichotomy, right? Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm just not up working at the coolest places or whatever, <laughs> but... Um, but, uh, you know, like it's not long been known to me that like, you know, that there was a lot of sexual harassment going around. Okay. I mean, I think I think I mean, you know, that some people at some companies like, you know, party and what yeah, like to party and have a good time. But I don't think that that's the same thing as 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 sexually harassing people in the workplace. So um, well, that's true. But I mean, even even a company like Microsoft made the mistake of hiring a company to put on a party in Miami, I think. And they the the company ended up hiring strippers for the event, not thinking that Microsoft would have any problem with it. Of course, they did. But that I mean, that's a problem, too. But but the problem that we're talking about at Google is not a problem of a company that has wild parties it's mm -hmm. a problem of a company that had legitimate complaints of sexual harassment against male employees and didn't and and didn't handle them properly and kept it quiet kept it well keeping it quiet is part of it and then not disciplining the people not properly disciplining the people who were yeah. who were doing the harassing golden I parachuting mean, them out if they if they left at all so like it's you know, yeah. I, I think now I, I give a lot of credit to the Google employees for uh, for for staging this walkout. Yeah, because like that, that's going to get attention to this cause. Mm -hmm. And that's and it's an important cause. Like, we don't want to, you know, work in an environment where people don't feel comfortable going to work. Right. That they feel like in order to get ahead in their job, they have to, you know, they have to give into this like that's. Mm -hmm. That's not okay. Right. And and by the way, it's not good business either. You want the top people 
you want the top people to feel comfortable in your company. Yeah. You don't want to create a boys club where you can't recruit and keep and, and, you know, th- have thriving all, you know, employees of all, of all, of all genders and backgrounds. And right. so like, that's not, it's not cool now. Cause the more, it, the more diverse a workforce is in particularly in, in thought and obviously diversity of thought comes with diversity of background. Um, you know, different life experiences create different thought processes. Um, and so, you know, you know, a, a wider diversity of thought makes for a better, especially engineering firm like Google and being uncomfortable in your job certainly doesn't make an organization of creative people more creative. No, it doesn't. So and feeling like feeling like you work in an organization where where there's a f- like an internal focus on sex and sexual behavior of any sort makes people uncomfortable. Look at, look at, uh, you know, there was a a CEO a number of years ago fired from a big manufacturer for, uh, essentially having a hooker on the payroll that people around him did not feel comfortable. No kidding. Yeah. No, no joke. (laughs) So, I mean, but, uh, there's something right with Google's culture where you, when you have 20,000 people mm-hmm. participating in the walkout yeah, for because, sure. because that means that, you know, those people want change in the company. I don't think that the company can, um, can turn a blind eye to it. Um, can turn a blind eye to it anymore yeah. because now they're being watched not only by the media, but by their own employees. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Hey, at least they have a culture where these employees felt comfortable walking out to make their point. Uh, I mean, did you read about, was it this week or last week about the, the culture inside of Netflix? Uh -uh. Now I didn't see any, any accusations of sexual harassment at Netflix. Maybe there is, maybe I didn't see any allegations of that, but there was some story that made it sound like Netflix is the worst place on earth to work. Wow. There, there's this, there is this thing about how you can get fired if you don't fire enough of your subordinates. Like you like firing people is a sign of like strength there. You want to be seen as getting rid of people. Oh, so uh, they've followed the uh, Motorola school of management. So, you know, like I, you know, I, I feel like when you're in a culture that is like, constantly mm-hmm. like l- ruling with with fear like that yeah that it's probably harder for people to speak up about the working conditions um yeah because all all that's gonna you feel like all that's gonna happen is that you're gonna get yelled at more you're gonna get fired or yeah, whatever it's, you know, so in the so, in the bad days in the last couple of years of radio shack that was that was the environment that inevitably closed that company up was you know, ruling with an iron fist from above and nobody in the field's opinion or knowledge mattered, which, you know, is a creation of fear from above and all of a sudden people stop doing their best work. Yeah. Because nothing's, exactly. nothing's good enough to not get yelled at about. So why try? Yeah, yeah. So, so 
that's you know so i think it's it's great that the employees walked out but obviously yeah. it's indicative that google needs to do needs to clean up clean up its act now and, in, in and fairness take these things seriously in fairness over the last for in google's defense over the last 10 years that this this story uh from the new york times takes place uh that prompted all of this there has been a major corporate shakeup and very few of the the higher higher ups are around anymore you know uh the 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 original the founders have come back and kind of taken over since uh since kind of the 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 dip in google's culture um uh schmidt has been replaced by uh what's his name Pichai? So, yeah, Sundar Pichai. Um, you know, Schmidt was replaced by by Pichai at Google. So, you know, there's there's been some shakeups. It's possible that, you know, there's been some correction just in in the management shakeups, but it is important for for the uh, the uppers to know that the the employees are unhappy with with at least a particular aspect of of the environment. You know, we've seen We've seen this kind of thing, not this extent, but we've seen, you know, employees respond to this kind of stuff before either, uh, you know, sexual misbehavior or just general corporate misbehavior. You know, uh, Uber fired their CEO. Uh, you, know, you know, we had HP fire a CEO. We've we've seen stuff like this, but never never this extent and i think i think it's a a good thing for silicon valley in general yeah absolutely yeah absolutely if you know that the google employees whatever wherever you are if you know that the google employees you know have your back in the fight it it might make uh employees at other companies start to feel comfortable enough to bring these topics up so congratulations to the google employees for for shining a light on something that needed a light shown on it. This week's DRM not included on F5 Live is proudly powered by Amazon Prime. You know you get free shipping, sometimes same day, sometimes two hour, but what you may not know is some of the other benefits you get Amazon Prime Music, several million tracks available to stream for free as part of your subscription. Uh, Amazon Prime Video, which Abram and I talk about all the time. Uh, all kinds of content. There's a there's a new series with Sandra Bullock. Like they're going all out with their original content, and they have a bunch of licensed content. Uh, TV, movies, documentaries, all kinds of stuff. My current favorite, Twitch Prime. You get free games every month, plus a free Twitch subscription to use on any channel you want. You can use it on Plunkets Live if you'd like, or you can go support another streamer with your uh, free subscription. And we have right now, if you're not already a, a Amazon subscriber, we have a free 30-day trial for you to find out whether or not it's for you and to experience all of these uh, services. And if you're already a subscriber, we have a list of uh, our favorite features and direct links so you can get to them easily. 
by going to f5live.tv slash prime. Now, if there was any doubt that there's a lot of focus on streaming, that promo should have put that to rest for you. Uh, with Amazon having both music and video streaming, we know that Netflix and Hulu are huge players in this, and we've I think Avram and I have been talking over the last couple of months. It seems like every week or two we're talking about another company getting involved with another streaming service for better or worse. Um, Netflix, King of the Mountain, there's no question about that. Um, they have had a uh, an interesting relationship with uh, traditional distribution, though. You know, uh, movie theaters, their policy has been if we're going to put something in a theater, it's going to be uh, day and date delivery, which means it'll be in the theater and on Netflix at the same time. Obviously, movie theaters don't like that because it gives less incentive for people to go see the thing in the theater. If you can, you know, dress how you want and sit on your already comfortable couch and watch it at home. Uh, so. Netflix has been very adamant for a number of years that they want to continue day and date delivery. Well, this week, things have changed. In fact, uh, Netflix has announced that they will have three films that will come to uh, theaters, exclusively to theaters before streaming for a varying length of time. Um, this is a response, I think, to the fact that the uh, Cannes Film Festival has uh, barred them from presenting anything, specifically because of their uh, theater day and date release policy. And, um, you know, there's been a number of Hollywood uh, big shots that have called for the Oscars to ban them as well over, over the practice, <clears throat> uh, which is a little bizarre, but whatevs. Uh, but they do have three films, uh, can style like film festival type films that are going to come to theaters for varying lengths of time before they come to streaming, which I think is, uh, is an interesting move. It's an attempt to get them to try to win an Oscar or try to get, you know, nominated because, there's some debate about whether or not they should be considered, yes. you know, uh, movies or or TV movies. Uh huh. Yeah. You know? How do they classify? So, although this just kind of shows the the strangeness of the whole Academy Award system and what's a movie and what's a show and like isn't it kind of in the eye of the beholder? Um, uh, so, uh, I mean, I, I think, I think obviously they want the prestige mm -hmm. of, um, of the chance to win an award. Uh, I wouldn't pay to go see a Netflix movie in the theater. Right. But, yeah. But I'm, I'm totally with you, especially, these kind of uh, film festy Oscar bait type <laughs> type things, you know what I mean? That are that are more about 
producing a an artistic thing than necessarily an engaging. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, look, I, I'm obviously a, a slob, but like, the, <laughs> but like, I go, but look, that was unexpected, Avro. My my wife my wife and I like it's hard to go to the mo- movies are expensive. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially here in the New York area, you could pay fifteen dollars, thirteen to fifteen dollars to see a two D movie, mm-hmm. right? So, and then for us, we usually have to get a babysitter. So like, you know, it's a big deal to go to the movies. So I'm not going to go see a movie in the theater that that would not would not benefit from being on the big screen. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if people are just going to have some nice conversations, I can see that on TV. It, you know, if there's going to be, if there's going to be a lot of explosions and outer space or superheroes or decapitations, <laughs> then we'll pay to see that on the big screen. But like people having a chit chat about their feelings, like I could see that, I could see that in real life any day. So like, I'm not going to pay to see that. So uh, these movies, they're coming out. They're coming, you know, they're going to come out in like the maximum of, I think, when the maximum window of exclusivity to the theater is nine weeks. And I don't know if they're all getting that no. nine weeks. No. So if you already have Netflix, as so many of us do, and you actually wanted to see the, any of these movies, I think you could wait the extra few weeks. Yeah knowing that you're going to be able to see this without spending any more money. So, yeah, you know, I mean, look, there's, I guess there's people who have money to throw around. They're probably the same people who pay this to go to the theater to like, you know, what do they sometimes have? Like simulcasts of stuff that you can pay. Yeah. That that's like, you know, stuff that you could see elsewhere, but Hey, I'm going to go watch in the movie theater and pay more. Right. Like, there, I mean, look. obviously there are some of those things that are interesting. The, yes, the riff tracks live, yes. the things from Broadway, you know, musical performances from other continents that, you know, things like that, that you can't see another way are interesting. But yeah, there's, there's a lot of those simulcast things where you're like, what, why that? Right. I mean, the movie theaters obviously want to make make money. Good for them. Mm-hmm. I don't think th- I actually think they're being nice to Netflix because they're not going to make any money off of this. Yeah, I I totally agree. And uh, to your point on uh, exclusive windows, Ball- <laughs> Ballad of Buster Scruggs is coming to Netflix November 16th. And they only announced that it was going to be in theaters on Halloween. So <laughs> definitely not a very long period of time that it will be in theaters yeah it sounds it sounds like it's gonna make no money so yeah. i i actually feel some small tinge of pity for the movie theater companies for for even taking this on because they're not gonna get make anything from it yeah i mean obviously from, from what i can tell this roma film which is like the primary one they're talking about uh from what I can tell, it's going to like art house theaters. So it's not it's not going to the big box. AMC is not going to be showing this. It looks like it's going to be the art house kind of theaters. So. Yeah, they I might mean, they might make money. That's kind of their whole business is this weirdness. <laughs> yeah. They, to, 
to be fair, I mean, there's, you know, there's a place for that that you want to go. When I was in the city and I was living in the city and I was younger and could just go go out for a night out and stuff, then, uh, yeah, you know, I'd go to see things at movies at the Art House Theater. So there's definitely an audience an audience for it. So, um, so, you know, some people will probably go see it, but you know, ultimately for consumers, this matters not at all. Yeah. Because, um, because do you really, how much do you really care whether Netflix's movies win an Oscar or not? I don't care at all. I can't even bring myself to watch awards things. I know that, some people get like super excited about it. I don't understand it. Never yeah. have. It's it's a rarity when a movie that's actually worth watching wins. Um, yeah, you totally know. Totally agree. I and will lately say, lately it saw... seems like it requires a movie that's not worth watching to even be nominated. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I will say, Shape of Water was pretty good. Like I I saw it after. It won, but mm-hmm. that was actually that was actually the kind of movie that I would watch. So okay, um, but you know, I thought Get Out got robbed. Anyway, the um, but yeah, I mean, who who cares? I mean, I yeah. I know the Academy snubbed uh, Will Smith for his great uh, performance in Bright, but I think um, I think we'll live. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna gonna change my week at all. I do have to I do have to say um explosions in space, superheroes and decapitations. One of these things is not like the others. <laughs> well, I just mean like I, I know, it was just so funny. Something something I wouldn't see in real life cuz my real life's not that interesting. Boy, I'm glad to hear that. Uh, <laughs> that is our show. Uh thank you to those of you who joined us live. Uh, f5live.tv slash join us normally on Sunday nights at 9pm Eastern. You can chat with us in the studio. Uh, if you didn't join us live, that's okay. Uh, Plunkitslive.com slash subscribe. You can see all of our shows there. Uh, this one and the Pilch Point and a number of others. Uh, a reminder that next week is Anime EY. If you're going to be in the Fort Lauderdale area, definitely come and hang out with us. It's going to be a tremendous amount of fun. Uh, 3000 Brigade show. 3000 Brigade panels, uh, a Plug Hits Live panel, and uh, we'll film a show at some point from somewhere. No telling when or where. So definitely follow us on social media to find out when that will happen. Uh, and with that, on behalf of the staff that's not here, I'm Scott. I'm Abram. And I will see you guys back next week. And uh, Abram should see you back in two weeks. Ciao. <laughs> <laughs>